This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This, like, when you say, I, I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us some men who know the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Matter of Theology, Reformation Day episode. That's so we're right. putting it out a day early, only because it's Reformation Day. That's right. Happy uh, Reformation Day. Happy Reformation Day. Not Halloween, Reformation That's right. Day. That's right. And that also happens to be uh, uh, the day that, I, at least I remember uh, and can recall, now whether or not that was actually the day that regeneration happened, obviously I don't know that. Uh, but October 31st, 2000 was the day, the day that I uh, put my faith and trust in Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Um, so it's a good day. It's a good day. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and we are missing Josh today. We love you, buddy. He's not able to be here. He's something with travel and work. I mean, who works anymore? What in the world? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, the guy's pretty much a professional podcaster. I mean, he needs he needs to just get paid for doing podcasts. He does. I mean, He's got I, that I, gold, golden molasses. Yeah, man. I mean, I can't pay him, but I mean, yeah. someone should, for sure. When we see him, we can pay him in hugs. That's right, yeah. Pay him in yeah, hugs. I just said that. That's right. <laughs> How are you, man? How are you? Dude, I'm good. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah, me too, man. It's like, so doing FedEx, man, we're getting, we're not in peak season yet, but well, it might coming. Well, Yeah, it, you guys are right around the corner. It's coming, but it, it might as well already be here. I mean, I have no days under 100 stops, uh, um, and I a lot of the packages that I get are big and they're heavy. Like, mm, today... So you, what you're to, saying is you're going to be a beast soon. Not that you dude, aren't already. Dude, I... I have my creatine in the morning via Bang energy drink, and then I get my weightlifting and cardio. Nice, yeah, pina colada. That's my favorite. Um, I get my weightlifting and cardio through work. Uh, the only thing that I don't do is protein shakes. So you should, man. You should. Uh, you should do one and like. Well, see, do I don't you, do you want... eat breakfast. Not a good one. <laughs> Wait, do you still do like the bear claws and stuff from QT? Honey buns from Little Dead. <laughs> I downgraded <laughs> because the bear claws were the, the the bear claws. They were they were uh, they were really just big apple fritters. So yeah, they actually yeah. had they were sort of healthy because they had apples in them. 
<laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, you can't. <laughs> that's like uh, that's like my wife. She uh, she bakes these really 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 great chocolate chip cookies, and they only have a few ingredients in them because she has allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, but see, it's, it's like egg whites and organic brown, uh, light brown sugar and flour and some sea salt and some chocolate chips. So it's just a little bit. So, but that goes out the window when I have like twelve of them. Cheat day. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so but, small talk there, a little, little different than what we normally do, but yeah. But man, it's it's tiring. I'm tired every single day. And then my to put on top of that, my last class for my master's program um, is just a lot of reading, a lot. So. But buddy, it's your last class. Man. It's my last class. Yeah. And senioritis is kicked in, man. Like has it? full board. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want to do the stupid discussion board. Like, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to write that. Ain't, right. Ain't got, right. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time to read this book. I want to yeah. read what I want to read. Right. Right. So, oh, well, anyways, today, uh, we are going to be discussing kind of uh what is it what do we what we've learned uh from the reformation why the why ultimately the reformation was important how it kind of opened the doors uh you know for people like spurgeon Mm -hmm. and macarthur uh or people who we could say today are would be modern hold to modern day puritanism right um but if you are just tuning in, uh, we would invite you to go back and listen to our previous episodes for Reformation Month. Uh, we started, the first episode we did was on the necessity of the Reformation, yeah. why it needed to take place, um, you know, kind of what was going on in the church, what was going on in politics, uh, you know, all those things um, were important. And especially uh, we talked about pre-reformers, John Wycliffe, John Huss, but why the Reformation couldn't take place under them and the importance of the printing press. Technology. Uh, technology, that's right. Uh, after that, we talk, what did we talk about after the necessity? We t- the expansion. We talked about the expansion. It didn't just stay in Germany. It expanded right. to France, Switzerland, England, Scotland. It went to the Netherlands. I mean, it went to Ireland. It went all over the place in Europe. Uh, after that, we discussed some of the enemies. Uh, now, there were a lot of enemies. Uh, of course, most of them Roman Catholic. Uh, Leo the Pope Leo the Tenth, Tetzel, Eck, um, George, uh, what's his name? George Joy. George Joy, that's right. That guy. Yeah, Chris talked about George Joy, uh, Guillermo Alejandro. We talked about several of the enemies, um, Bloody Mary, Mary mm-hmm. Queen of Scots. Um, then from there, we went and we talked about the legacy of the Reformation, where we had uh, Matthew Robinson from Media Gratier join us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was gracious enough to, to be a guest, um, talk about the Puritans, uh, Dude, which was really cool, and I just, I really just realized this was we had him on like only like a day or two after the uh, the documentary actually came out. Yeah, well, and, and it was the day I got it. Um, yeah. yeah, man, it was it was cool. That was that was yeah. a lot of fun. 
Yeah, that was really good because really you just said, "Hey, tell us about this," and just let him go, and he, he gives you all the information. It's great. Yep. It's basically, you know what? It's a condensed version of the documentary, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was uh, t- time with that guy was was awesome. Yeah, uh, and very, he very... De- man, he definitely doesn't give himself enough credit because he knows a lot more than he lets on. Um, especially just interviewing guys sitting there and listening. Um, he, you know, he, he gave us a lot of knowledge and a lot of information. Uh, so today, uh, we are going to be talking about kind of, uh, what we've learned, uh, from this. And, uh, we're going to touch a little bit on the, on the solas. Uh, we're going to talk, we're, we're really, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to bring out a text and it's kind of going to be our foundation text for this episode. Now, if you have your Bibles, Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. That's where we're going to be. Uh, and yes. we're going to talk about really uh, the foundation of the church, which is important because the reformers, the reformers and the pre-reformers, going back to Wycliffe and Huss, they, their goal was to bring everything back to the source, ad fontes, back yep. to yep. the scriptures. And... So that's where uh, we really got Sola Scriptura. It it goes all the way back uh, to Wycliffe, and really you can take it all the way back to Augustine. Uh, But uh, Well, really you can take it all the way back to to the first century. Yeah, you can take it all the way back to Paul Uh, because Paul— Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And that was—and AG already hit on it, but the Reformation— ultimately was a result of of that— laser focused, uh, just singular, uh, will of getting back to the absolute authority of God's word in his church. Um, and, and there were so, you know, and we, we talked about it in that episode, not to, not to necessarily get back into it, but the way that the Roman Catholic church was preying on the spiritual ignorance Mm -hmm. of the people because they didn't have scripture in their language. And here, Here comes these men uh, whom God raised up to continue the building and protection and purification and sanctification of his church. Uh, and we'll get into it uh, in a little bit, but that's that, of course, is supported in Scripture. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus saying, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. And, and the Reformation, uh, the pre-reformers, the expansion— uh, through the enemies, and we're, I'm going to talk about some enemies even today uh, that uh, get a little dicey. Uh, but it uh, that that need we need to get back to that commitment. Uh, I mean, for crying out loud, there was a huge conference just uh, just a short time ago in Los Angeles, uh, uh, the Truth Matters Conference, which was all about the sufficiency of Scripture. Um, so as we dive into this uh, this episode, and hopefully you uh, have your Bibles and you've turned to First Corinthians thirteen or three, almost at thirteen. First uh, Corinthians three, uh, in verse ten, verses ten through fifteen is where we're where we're going to spend some time. Mm-hmm. That's right. <clears throat> so uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with uh, uh, you know how how the Reformation opened the doors uh, for people, or do you want to dig into the text? Man, let's 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 kind of do both. I, I think you know we've we've hit on that in previous episodes. With the the how everything was at a boiling point in the in the 14th and 15th centuries, and um, uh, with with how much the church was taking advantage of people, 
um, and and what was happening. And, and these men like Martin Luther, uh, uh, Wycliffe, Huss, uh, you know, the, the great reformers in the English Reformation, the Tyndales, the Coverdale, uh, uh, John Rogers, Ridley, Hooper, uh, all these guys, even the guys that were 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 somewhat Anglican, uh, even though we'd still consider them Puritans, their whole purpose and focus was sola fide, sola scriptura. Uh, those were the big ones. And mm-hmm. of course, sola fide being the one that uh, Martin Luther says, this is the, the, the doctrine on which the doctrine of justification by faith alone is the doctrine on which the church either rises or falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this passage of scripture uh, really does kind of support that um, as well. So yeah, man, why don't you go ahead and you go ahead and read it. Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and read it. So starting in verse 10, According to the grace of God, which was given to me like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds. Man, I think that's important, especially with the church today. Um. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, if a man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it is uh, to be revealed with fire. And the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work, which which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as through fire. Wow. Wow. And I think, you know, the verse that stands out to me, uh, of course, we... You know the Apostle Paul uh, previously in the first three chapters of Corinthians, uh, he is uh, you know the first section is uh, he's talking about unity, wisdom uh, that comes from the Lord, his own reliance on the Holy Spirit, uh, and then he gets into this section uh, in chapter three, and the New American Standard calls it foundations for living, uh, and, and of course he's he's walking through uh, and telling these men uh, or, or people. Uh, you know, the first part of there, uh, for one says, I follow Paul. And those says, I, fo- I'm, I follow pa- Apollos. You know, are they, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos in verse five? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that is is crucial to remember there that uh, and, and and elsewhere in scripture, uh, the Bible is clear uh, that you know a man may uh, oh gosh what is that in Proverbs, um, but the Lord establishes his steps. I just remember yeah. the last part of that verse. I'm so tired. I, I can't think right now. Um, but that's crucial to remember. And here we see an example of that in these 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 great reformers and and uh, and these great men who who continue to lead the church. Um, but, uh, but verse 11 there is something that we have to remember for no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That is crucial 
to remember uh, that Christ is the one who has laid the foundation. Christ is the one who has who gives us the faith. Christ is the one who has completed the saving work. Christ is the one who redeems. Christ is the one who makes whole. Christ is the one who holds on to us and to shift from that in any way, shape, or form is mm-hmm. is blasphemy of the the, the highest yeah. proportion yeah. um which and, we see at the end of verse 10 but each man must be careful how he builds on it talking about the right. foundation right so if we if, if we back up in in that verse in verse 10 well according to the grace of god which was given to me so so this uh paul being a builder right? To come and lay the foundation, right? He's called to come as an apostle to preach Christ to all these places. That is only by the grace of God. So the grace of God given to Paul to go do this, to go establish the church in Christ's name, he says, like a wise master builder, Mm -hmm. I laid a foundation. Now, why is that wise? Because you don't build the roof first right and then work down you have to lay the foundation first and the foundation that you lay must be a sturdy foundation right you're not going to uh build it a- upon the sand right you're going to build it upon the rock mm. so so but uh so so like a wise uh, master builder, he lays the foundation. Next verse tells you what the foundation is. It's Christ. That's right. And another is building on it, right? So you have the foundation, but the foundation, you don't lay another foundation You on top of that. You build on top of the foundation, mm-hmm. but the foundation remains the same. You just take the truths that that go along with that and you build on top of it. That's right. And, but, and this is, it's, it's a warning right here, but each man must be careful how he builds on it, right? So uh, let's think about the church today because this kind of stuck out to me. Uh, when you lay the foundation, the foundation is Christ. Christ should be preached in every church from the pulpit. You Amen. shouldn't. Pre- you shouldn't preach yourself. You shouldn't preach your books. Uh, you shouldn't <laughs> preach. Yeah, you shouldn't preach a man-centered gospel. Okay. So now, if you're the preacher and pastor are discipling from the pulpit through the Word of God, the mature. Once the hearer in the congregation becomes a mature believer. They're going to be like their, uh, the, the one who discipled them, like their teacher. Right. They're going to be able to exposit scripture the same way. They're going to be able to arrive at the same points. Um, so you must be careful how you build on That's If you look at preachers today, many of them, all they are is motivational self-help preachers. That's why the people that sit in their congregations come away with a twisted theology and a twisted view of God, and ultimately a warped view of themselves because they think themselves to be greater than they are. Well, and here's the problem with that. The problem with that, and and something that that, uh, I think maybe you've heard us say, if you've been listening to us for a while, is is they're, especially in this country, 
there are so many churches and, and pulpits, um, I use that term in air quotes, uh, mm-hmm. that preach e- easy believism. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, what it does is it's, um, is it's drilled down, uh, people thinking that they have a, a relationship with the Lord because they, they, they pray to prayer. Uh, people think that they have a relationship with God, um, because of an experience, uh, because they, they heard something so that they think they have their fire insurance and, um, uh, to, to quote Dr. John MacArthur in his book, Christ's call to reform the church. He says this quote, easy believism silences the cries of the conscience and encourages false assurance. Countless men and women today expect an eternity in heaven because they once prayed a prayer or made an emotional decision about Christ. Along with others who put their faith in their own pious works, they will one day hear these horrifying words from the Lord, quote, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, close quote. Yeah, that's because th- that, that ties into what Jesus says. Uh, on that day, many of you will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not do this and that and the other? Not prophesy in your name, did we yeah. not? It, it, yeah. So the people people that suffer, that, that, that Jesus turns away, aren't just people that outright uh, reject God and suppress the truth and unrighteousness. They're people that think themselves to be saved. They, they affirm Jesus as Lord. They even called him, call him Lord. They have, uh, they're doing works. Romans 10, right? Mm-hmm. Those, who, those who call upon the Lord will be saved. Those who confess with their mouth. And, and, but there's a second part to that. They have to believe with their heart mm-hmm. and there will be evidence of that. And yeah. ultimately, man, this comes down to, and it came down to this for the reformers. And it came, and this is, this is what, what the Protestant Reformation means to us. Um, it, it is this, is it's simple. It's a simple message. It's a, it's not, it's not complicated at all. And it's, it's just interesting that at the time of the Reformation, the Roman Catholic Church, they did make it complicated, right? I mean, the, 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 the process that the, they believe, and they still believe this, that we're justified. The Roman Catholic Church still teaches that we're justified by six key virtues in addition to faith. Fear, hope, love, penitence, the sacraments, and a life of obedience. Mm-hmm. So in addition to faith, they're teaching that. How complicated is that? Mm-hmm. You know, I recently heard, uh, uh, you know, everybody in the news right now, as far as the, the Christian world, is talking about Kanye West. They're talking about Kanye's record, Jesus is King. They're talking about, is he, is he not a believer? Uh, you know, t- time will tell, um, but but the message that he's even uh, speaking of and, and making music about is simple. Yeah. It's simple. Um, and, and it's, it's, and that's the big deal. Faith alone, sola fide scripture alone. That's it. And we tend to either overcomplicate it or don't share all of the message. And that's what, when, when Paul here is reminding the Corinthians, that no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Look, we have everything we need in Scripture. That's right. All we need as it pertains to life and godliness, Peter tells us. 
Why are we trying to add to it? Why are we trying to take away from it? So Christ has laid the foundation and guess what? He's given us the tools. He's given us the materials and he's told us how he wants us to build it. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's right, man. (laughs) I mean, ultimately, what does that say? Everything comes back to scripture. Sola scriptura. Scripture alone is the sole infallible rule of faith. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the the sufficient authority for the church. Mm-hmm. Sufficient and errant and infallible authority of the church. But that's the thing, like people don't view scripture to be sufficient. And yeah, it's exactly. Not a, it's not enough for them. And remember, sola scriptura was the foundation of all the other key reformation doctrines. That's right. Because if you remove that, you have no basis for the others. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So every, and, and, I, and I think I said this in, uh, in one of the other episodes, uh, uh, every great uh, movement, every great season of revival that, uh, that, that we have seen in church history, that's where it starts, mm-hmm. with a commitment uh, and, or recovery to sola scriptura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now you had uh, uh, the Great Awakening, of course, which came from Jonathan Edwards, which came from uh, the faithfulness to Scripture and the proclamation of the word. Uh, Along with Edwards, you had George Whitfield, who came over. Gilbert Tennant. That's right. Uh, Another guy, I believe it was Samuel Walker that worked that worked with George Whitfield as well. Yes. Um, But I mean, some key players in the Great Awakening after that. You had, you did have the second great awakening. Now, in the second great awakening, what where you really see sola scriptura is not in America; it's overseas. It's in England, uh, it's in Scotland. Uh, but in America, what do you see? You see, you see actually an abuse of the text, coupled with experience. And yeah, altar yeah. calls, emotional manipulation coupled with altar calls in order to get numbers. That anxious seat. That anxious. That's right. The anxious seat. Um, which, if you haven't already, go check out our episode on altar calls. We go yeah. into the history of that. Uh, but every true revival. That's what uh, every true revival. Not a not a a manipulation. Right. Not something that's conjured up in order to uh, count numbers, get numbers. Right. Right. Uh, every true revival from ev- from a preacher that actually cares about souls being saved ultimately starts with a commitment to God's word. Well, and I'll say this: uh, it, it starts. Yes, it actually absolutely starts from the pulpit. Uh, but that doesn't absolve uh, the rest of us from not holding to sola scriptura in our homes, that's right. in, our, in our in our jobs, and how we work. Um, you know, and that's th- that that's difficult. But we need to remember that uh, the Word of God uh, is perfect. As in Second Timothy, we all know the verse, right? Perfect. Uh, it's 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 used for teaching, for reproof, correction, training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good 
work every single one not one not two not some not kind of it might apply it's open to this interpretation no it this is what it means Mm -hmm. and it is adequate sufficient perfect not lacking and i mean scary thing for for and a good reminder that keeps all of us accountable revelation 22 18 and 19, I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city, which are written in this book. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. And that's exactly what the reformers, the Puritans, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the the men of the the 18th and 19th centuries, the Charles Spurgeons, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Martin Lloyd Jones, um, that that that's where it started and emulated from. Is we have everything we need for this foundation, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it's incredible today. Um, you know, how, how an emphasis on this and, 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 uh, Dr. MacArthur gets in this, uh, in his book as well, that Christ called to reform the church. Great book. If you don't have it, grace to you, gty.org, do it. Um, he says this quote, an emphasis on sola scriptura would also stifle the deceptions of charlatans who base their ministries on supposed fresh revelation and personal impressions from, from the Lord. Superstitions about private messages from God have plagued the church in almost every generation of church history. And that is so true. Um, you know, I, if someone stands up and says, I received a word from the Lord this morning and they don't open the book of scripture, run. Yeah. <laughs> that No, no, they didn't. Um, you know, I'm sorry. No one's going to, Christ is not going to audibly speak to you and tell you to do push-ups in the middle of an auditorium or to tell you to brush a homeless man's hair or... Uh, to invite you to build a snowman. Uh, it's just n- not going to happen. That's not the way God speaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, people people say that, say those things, because it's a much better story than I was reading in God's word. And this is what he spoke through his word. It's a much better story to either immature sheep or goats. Yep. But true, if I'll stop there, <laughs> I'll stop there. I, no, I don't. I, 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 I want to be firm, but yeah. I don't want to be harsh. Sure. So. Yeah. No. But I mean, it is. It's because this is what the word word of God says. I was reading in my Bible, and this is what He says. That's not good enough anymore. Now we have to have some amazing, miraculous story. Well, God spoke to me and he told me to do X, Y, Z, and I did it. And, oh, this thing happened. Well, really, well, was anyone there that can verify that? How do I know? Let, let me ask all of us a question. So when we, when we hear that, or if we've ever said that, um, when, when Paul in that same chapter in 1 Corinthians 3 says in verse 21, so then let no one boast in men. Hmm. So let me ask you a question. If someone gets up and says, well, God told me to, like that example I used earlier, brush a homeless man's hair. Who does that point to? It points to you who fulfilled the action. 
Right. So, so that, Drew, you're right. It, it, that, that's much more attractive than than just getting up and saying, you know, I invite you today to turn to turn to First Corinthians three, uh, and we're going to start in verse eighteen through twenty three. And the first verse we're going to read is, "Let no man deceive himself. If any man, if anyone amongst you thinks that he is wise in this age, he must become foolish, so that they may become wise." That hurts. That stings. Mm. Yeah. And so that's why people don't want it. And then, and then ultimately, again, going back to the Reformation, um, you know, the Roman Catholic papacy, they were, all they wanted was money, money, that's fame, right. popularity, and lust. That that's what they wanted. They wanted to have their basilica built and they wanted the people to pay for it because they didn't want to shell it out of their own pockets. And so they deceive people and lied people in the name, in the name of Christ. And just like Dr. Steve Lawson says, there's going to be a hot, there's a hotter place in hell for those who have the truth, know the truth and deceive others. That's right. Amen. That's right. So Yikes. our, our foundation is Christ and we build upon that foundation. Now, what are we to build upon with? Well, Paul tells us you build upon the foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones. Now, he, give, he gives a list of six things here, but three are good things, three are bad things. And they're, he lists them in descending order. So right. gold is obviously uh, the best, the highest quality, and then silver, precious stones, all the way down to straw, which is the lowest quality. So... What we are to build upon, ultimately, is things that will last. We have right. the foundation of Christ, which is what the Reformers did. They brought it back to the simple foundation of Christ in Him crucified. And then they built upon that with the doctrines that are taught in the Word of God. They didn't, they didn't move from that. Because why? Those are what you build upon Christ with the, 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 they are the gold, the silver and the precious stones that ultimately in the fire will last because God right. will preserve his word. Now, the other three things, wood, hay, straw, those are what won't last in the fire. They are things that will be burnt up. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that burning up and, and it's referring to, uh, backing up real quick to verse 12, one, one additional note, um, you know, it's, it's, first of all, it, it's, it is in reference to, uh, pastors, yes, evangelists, but then it also, mm -hmm. uh, it's also believers are called right mm -hmm. to build the church through faithful ministry, using the gifts that the Lord has given you individually. You know, we use the gifts that the Lord gave us individually uh, for the edification of the bride, right? Ephesians 4. Um, so uh, and, and so moving to verse 13, um, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. So this is, uh, this is referring to the, the fire of, of, of the, the judgment of the Lord. And a couple of cross references there: First, First Peter one, uh, Revelation three, um, and it, it's each of us will have that 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 judge. The, the, anything that we do will be judged by the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, and what Paul, again, being that master teacher that he is, is referring to here, 
um, is is those the, the, the shallow things, those things that uh, that we haven't um, done with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worthless things that don't stand uh, the 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 test uh, of His judgment, because ultimately He's the judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And that's a great reminder, man. That's a great and convicting reminder. We don't look at others and go, man, at least my works are better than that guy's. That's right. We look at it and say, wow, what Lord, where's your standard? Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's what the reformers did. When you think about some of these men that we've talked about, um, what Tyndale went through, right? He gave up his life for 12 years, lived in exile, 12 years, left his country Mm-hmm. any family, any, I mean, he built new friends, but friends he had growing up, he leaves and is constantly on the run. And man, if you guys have never read any biography about William Tyndale, pick up one and read it specific. I mean, I would recommend Dr. Lawson's, but, um, man, it reads like an action movie. It really does everything he went through. And then to die the way that he did at a relatively young age, strangled, burned, and blown up all because he wanted to translate the word of God into the language of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, man, and that's just one person. Um, but you, you think about that foundation that's been laid and those men who, uh, when the judgment of the Lord, when they were judged for their works, man, you better believe uh, that their works were gold, silver, mm-hmm. and precious stones. That's right. Yeah. That's right, because it, it going into verse 13, it's not about the quantity of works. Ooh, that's a good it, word. It's about the quality of your works, because people today, uh, I mean, I shared a video the other day about, you know, a pastor that talked about, you know, it's not about your failures, it's about how you get up, you know, your oh. ability to get up. And I'm like, well, no, because whether you're judged by your failures or you're judged by your ability to get up, that's still a judgment by works. That's right. I mean, it, it doesn't get away from from the works aspect. Um, God doesn't, doesn't, is not going to judge you by the quantity of your works. It's going to be the quality. And only the works that are done with superior quality are the works that are going to remain. That's right. Well, and that, that also, speaking of that reminds, you know, uh, reminds us of one of the things that the, again, the Roman Catholic church was so, uh, was so staunchly religious about was you're not saved by faith alone. That's right. That it's faith plus. And Paul tackles that. I mean, tackles that full on Bill Goldberg spear style in the book of Romans. Um, uh, and, and I'm thinking specifically, um, specifically in Romans chapter 11. Uh, ooh, that's coming, y'all. Yeah. yeah oh, cats out of the bag. We're unpacking Romans 11 <laughs> after this month. Um, so, but he says in verse six out of Romans 11, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. That's right. That means you're trying to earn grace, and if grace can be demanded, it's no longer grace. No, good works play absolutely no part in delivering you from the wrath of God that that, that because of your sin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. That's right. Um, Rom- Romans four uh, talks about that in, in in specific. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read that right now. But you know, uh, and this goes back to the you know the doctrines of grace go. It isn't just the reformers. It isn't just Augustine. It isn't just Paul or the disciples. I mean, this goes all the way back to Genesis. 
Abraham. Not even that, man. It goes way further than that because this is that was the plan before the right. foundation of the world. Why? Because right. Christ is the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the word. Right. So temporal. That's right. right. So this was yep. already foreordained to happen this way. These are the means that God had chosen before He even spoke the world into existence. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you look at you. Uh, you know. You look at uh, Abraham. He he was uh, Genesis fifteen six. He believed in the Lord and 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 he uh, and he capital he reckoned it to him as righteousness. And and of course Paul uh, and and James the brother of Christ uh, constantly refer to that section of scripture yeah. when it comes to justification by faith alone. Mm-hmm. So when you look at what the Roman Catholic Church, I mean it it, it pays uh, John MacArthur again. It pays lip service to the importance of faith. Rome's dogma is a uh, uh, is built on a system of works, righteousness, and meritorial rituals. Mm-hmm. So it's now now here's the scary part, and this is why we keep saying there's a reformation needed today. Okay, um, Ligonier Ministries did a statement of a statement. It was a statement of faith, a statement of theology last yeah. year, mm-hmm. which was was funny because that came up on my. Uh... On my yeah, memories the other day, and I almost shared yeah, it, but I didn't. Yeah, my, mine too. But but scary thing to everybody who's listening to this that fewer than half of all Protestants in America believe that salvation's by faith alone today. Yep, that's 2018, last year, and so and and one of the reasons for that is we have this insane focus on being ecumenical. On unity above truth, mm-hmm. unity above doctrine, and there, there are so many uh, evangelicals, professing evangelicals, who make these partnerships, and 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 they're trying to they're trying to gain political favor, influence, monetary. Uh, it's it's a monetary thing, and there's and and others just are staying silent mm-hmm. because maybe they don't know enough about it. Maybe there's an ignorance factor there, and but that's no excuse. That's no. We have. We have this book in our own language that we can read, and the Holy Spirit will help us understand it. So we have a responsibility, a calling to be Bereans, to test everything, to test the spirits, as First John says. That's right. Um, and and make sure, make sure that we ourselves are not trying to earn our salvation. Mm-hmm. That we are not trying to uh, to do that, but remembering remembering this, you know, I, I recently heard a oh this guy who's he had a debate with he's he's done a debate with Doctor James White on the King James only controversy, and um, you know he was he was going off about Adam Tyson, who is the 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 pastor of um, of of a church that Kanye West has been going to. I know Kanye has made the podcast twice now. Um, <laughs> And again, I'm I'm not saying I believe the hype. I'm 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 praying for him and um, really really hoping that uh, that the Lord will protect him and put the right people around him. And uh, but this guy was going off about John MacArthur believes in works based salvation, that lordship salvation, and it's like this guy obviously doesn't get it. No one believes John MacArthur does not believe in a works based salvation. I can tell you that a hundred percent for a hundred percent certainty. But here's the thing when it comes to our works and Paul's talking about this in first Corinthians three, 
that we will be judged by our works. Mm-hmm. James tells us that that uh, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, grace is given, and we've talked about this right in the Ordo Salutis. Grace is given, faith given, regeneration happens, and is based on one man's works alone, the works of Jesus Christ. That's right. Now, the result of that is our works and fruits. And that's what Tyndale and Luther and Calvin believed. And that's what John is getting at here, or John, listen to me, Paul is getting at here in 1 Corinthians 3, is that each man's work, that's everybody. Yep. Each man's work will become evident for the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality just like drew said of each man's work mm-hmm. yep sorry soapbox no that's good man and if we we look back through history i mean there's a reason we're still talking about the reformation today because of the quality of the works of the reformers I mean, yeah. Luther Luther absolutely had his downfalls. I mean, he had his sins that, I mean, we've talked about, right? Go but, listen to the Between the Matters episode yeah. <laughs> the insult generator. But, but Luther was adamant about the word of God, what it said, bringing it back to the word of God. Calvin, Calvin when he became the pastor in Geneva, mm. preached verse by verse. And when you do that, you have no choice but to tackle difficult doctrines. And the people didn't like it, and they ran him out. And it was a couple years later, guess what? They pleaded for him to come back. And he came back, and he picked up right where he left off, the next verse that he left off at. John By the Knox. way, that still, happen- that still happens today. Yeah. Keep going. No, keep going. Yeah. I'm not, I'm but no, uh, John Knox, I mean, he, he, he learned under Calvin— and then he took the Reformation back to Scotland, and he yeah. taught from the Word of God. And it was from the Word of God where he uh, he cornered Mary, Queen of Scots, in her own in castle, her castle, in her own castle, and condemned her idols. Okay, he he taught the Word of God, and then moving forward after that, we have Jonathan Edwards teaching the Word of God. Uh, uh, Charles Spurgeon teaching the word of now Charles Spurgeon wasn't, he wasn't an expositor. Uh, he, he wasn't an, ex, he was, he was more, more devotional, I would say, but he was powerful. Nonetheless, I would uh, still call him an expositor. Uh, there's, there's some That's people just disagree. Me. Some That's expositors just me. That's fine. disagree, but you know, um, but nevertheless, the foundation of his message was centered around the text. Yeah. It came from the text. And then people like today, John MacArthur. I mean, mm-hmm. the man, even if you disagree with him on certain points, right, people will still say he, today, he is probably the best Bible expositor alive right now. I, I, yeah, I, I would, I would 100% agree with that. And here's what I always, I, I have thing there there are things that when I I read something of him uh, that that he said or and everybody who knows me well knows I'm a MacArthur guy. You're a little bit biased. Yeah, towards towards MacArthur. I am a little bit biased and 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 there there are a couple of reasons. Uh, the first and foremost is is my family went to his church for uh 12 plus years, more than that, um for for my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. Um but I absolutely am Uh, And there are things that I read of him where I'm like, I don't know about that. But 
I always want to be really careful with, with a man like that, with a man like John Piper, with, yeah. a, with anybody who's been studying Scripture longer than I've been alive and has shown themselves to be faithful men of the Word, rightly dividing the Word of truth. That's right. I'm not going to go, oh, well, he gets that wrong. Right. Oh, well, I don't agree with him on that. Who right. am I? Yeah. Now I will, you? I will absolutely do that with Bill Johnson, but with someone like, <laughs> Absol- that, and that's why I had those qualifiers. Um, yeah. Studying scripture longer than I've been alive, uh, shown himself theologically consistent, faithful man of the word mm-hmm. of God, rightly dividing the word of scripture, which Bill Johnson has never done that. Um, and yeah, the, 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 those are some of the qualifiers, but I mean, yeah. and I mean, yes, there may be some things that I'm like not sure yeah. about, but I'm not going to say, Hey, I, I, I think he, I think he gets that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, now there's there, no. there's guys that that we would disagree with on certain topics, like Correct. Sam Storms uh, or D. A. Carson on certain things. But D, one D. A. Carson, dude, is a scholar. Okay, if he opens his mouth, I'm going to shut mine to listen to what he's got to say, and I'm going to weigh what he has to Amen. say, and I'm going to absolutely take it into consideration and check Amen. myself. Now that may not, that may not sway me, but it's going to cause me to think. Absolutely. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, it should, it should, it should challenge me, but it shouldn't puff me up, uh, to say, Oh, Mm -hmm. he's just wrong. Right. Um, so even people we disagree with, as long as, like you said, you know, they're, they've proven themselves to be faithful to the text, rightfully handling, uh, the word of God, rightly dividing the word of God. I mean, we have no business to say, oh, well, he just gets it wrong. We may have things we disagree with, things that we, yeah. we view kind of differently, but that's okay. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Luther and Calvin, you know, differed on the communion. They they, you know, they differed right, on the Right, right. Yeah, um, they sure did. So, but yeah, absolutely, man. And what, ult- what it comes down to is these, the, the best preachers, are the ones who hold faithfully to the text. Leonard Ravenhill, faithfully to the text. Martin Lloyd-Jones, faithful to the text. J.I. Packer, faithful to the text. These are men whose works have stood the test of time, and we're still Mm -hmm. talking about them today. And the the people of today, the MacArthur's, the, the John Piper's, they're the ones we're, that are still going to be talked about long after we're gone. Well, and again, you, I mean, you want to talk about the Reformation and the need for a Reformation today. You know, the, the, these are the men that are, are on, the, on the front lines of that, leading the way, training other expositors, training other men, pouring into, uh, pouring into other men. You know, I think, about, mm-hmm. uh, think about the time that you and I have gotten to spend with Dr. Lawson mm-hmm. uh, specifically. Just the short moments and the, and the few hours that we've had with him in the last year has been been extremely beneficial, even even from a few Sundays ago. Yeah. Um, you know that that that's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and and so so yeah, we we just need to be. Yeah. And there's something you know, listening listening to to Doctor Lawson. There's something that he said recently that is absolutely true, and it's what happens when. The the word of God is faithfully proclaimed from the pulpit. It's that men will desire the word of God so much so that they will sit, they will desire to sit on the front pews to be closer to the fire in order to be edified 
and encouraged to learn what it has to say, to be emboldened, to go out and Amen. preach it. Amen. Yeah. Well, hey, where were we sitting a few Sundays ago? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hey, going back to 1 Corinthians 3 real quick, um, just to finish those last two verses, because uh, I, I think this is important too. Verse 14, if any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. Uh, so, so all that has been completed and, and, and made, made whole and accomplished uh, in the power of Christ for his glory in his name is what hold, what will survive and hold true. And um, the reward there, um, it, it, we need to be careful. Remember, that's not a, that's not a judgment uh, for sin as Christ has paid that price for believers. So that's, that's something we've got to remember. So um, this is to determine eternal reward, which there will be rewards in heaven. Now, uh, what's interesting, though, is, is when that crown is given to you, uh, you're, you're not going to keep it on your head. That's right. In about half a millisecond in the being in the presence of a, a thrice holy God uh, and all that that entails. Read Isaiah 6, read Revelation uh, at what goes on in heaven constantly. You will cast it at his feet mm-hmm. uh, as an act of worship yeah. and thankfulness in, in yeah. your heart for him saving yeah. you. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, uh, but then verse 15 there, if any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet. So is through fire. So God is the one who saves sinners. Um, and, uh, and, and un- unfortunately, um, we will still wrestle with that sin nature and there will be things that we do, uh, that won't withstand, um, uh, the, the, the judgment fire that we've been talking about, um, and that will be burned up. But what's wonderful is because of the completed work of Christ, that imputed righteousness, that the expiation, the propitiation that we, uh, will not be burned up, that we are held in his arms and held in his hands. And we will persevere, uh, through the fire because of what Christ has already done and accomplished on our behalf at the cross. And by defeating death, hell and the grave, uh, by the resurrection, um, and so that is a beautiful, beautiful reminder, um, and encouragement as we talk about the reformation, as we have said multiple times, semper reformanda, always be reforming, of course, for the church, but then for us individually, we need to remember to put our shoulder to the plow, not so that we earn salvation or merit or his favor, uh, but because it is our spiritual act of worship resting in the fact that he has done the work so that we can live for him and his glory and continue or return uh, to the source, the foundation of Sola Scriptura. Amen. Man, that seems like a good place to close it out. And happy Reformation Month, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird is we were talking about how Earlier, it didn't need to be a, a long episode, and here we are at almost an hour. <laughs> Man, do you and I ever talk and it not go long? Nope. Nope. So, But we hope that with this Reformation Month that you learned something. Uh, we hope that it drove you to actually learn more about church history and especially the Reformation and even what came after the Reformation, right? The yeah. continuation through the Puritans because uh, both of us recently, uh, we— have fallen in love with the Puritans. Um, 
So go study the Reformation, study the Puritans, uh, and study modern day Puritanism. You know, men like John MacArthur, John Piper, Martin Lloyd Jones, R.C. Sproul. Mm. You know, yeah. So if you're listening to this, uh, a couple of plugs here. Um, that that we uh, if you've made it all the way through this, so uh, here surprise. Uh, if if you don't get notifications from Ligonier Ministries, uh, which is our Dr. R. C. Sproul's ministry, uh, Ligonier.org, uh, this week, just this week for Reformation uh, Month and Reformation Day, if you donate any amount to Ligonier.org, uh, they're sending you Dr. Sproul's new. Uh, it's a commentary. Uh, if you want to call it that, on the Westminster Confession of Faith, which was written by Puritans. Um, and it's a thick book. It's not thin. This is in its hardcover, and it's nice, and it just came out. It's normally like $34, $35. You donate any amount to Ligonier, they send it to you for free. This week only, Reformation Week, the last week of October. Uh, that, I uh, want to point you to mediagratier.org or uh, Heritage Books. Uh, Reformation Heritage Books. They have the Puritan documentary that we've been talking about that Matthew Robinson was talking about. Uh, again, for the, the end of this month, if you buy the deluxe edition, uh, they're giving you two additional documentaries, Matthew Henry's documentary and then Spurgeon uh, for free. Um, and then not to mention what you get with the Puritan documentary. And I know we talked about it last week, so I won't go into that. And then Banner of Truth uh, is also having a huge sale this week. You can get the works of William Tyndale for thirty five dollars. I'm going to get it. I, yeah. well, I I just saw Reformation <laughs> Reformation Week sale going on. Oh man, they like, have it just, so much. As we're doing this, I'm like, mm, I need to go there when we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, that's what I'm doing too. Um, so ooh, hey, I've been moving a lot today. My watch just went off. So yeah, I mean, uh, look, everybody knows we're not being paid to say any of this stuff. These are just resources that we have used mm-hmm. uh, and continue to use. Um, another great book, the last one I'll recommend, Christ's Call to Reform the Church by Dr. John MacArthur, Timeless Demands for the Lord to His People. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got mine. Dude, sits on my desk. Yep, mine too. There it is right there. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, there's just a lot of great uh, great resources out there. So, I mean, we're, we're without excuse. We have scripture. That's right. Uh, we have all the special revelation um, that we need in his word. Uh, and then we have extra resources like what we've been talking about that will uh, hopefully drive us to his word to uh, to point us to living a, a, a high and holy life for, for his glory. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, with that, that's going to conclude Reformation Month. Uh, What's coming are- next, Drew? Man. Uh we're going to start uh, Romans 11. We're going to be looking at who is the remnant uh, talked about in Romans 11. That's going to go through a couple of episodes, probably. Uh, just a couple? I mean, dude, I mean, dude just maybe, the last three verses of the chapter could be like four episodes. That's true. Uh, I, we're going to go until we finish it. All right. It's not going to be like Romans one where we kind of take breaks and stuff. We're, we are committed to finishing Romans 11 That's right. in the month of November. Uh, yeah. We're going to exposit it. We're going to go through what it means and what Paul is talking about. Uh, and now you're thinking, man, you guys did Romans one and then you're skipping to Romans 11. Well, Eventually, we may go back and and do those other 
chapters, but uh, we're going to do a little introduction episode that's going to kind of walk through the book of Romans up into chapter 11 so that you get kind of the full context. You get the 10,000 foot view, but we're going to really zoom in on Romans 11 because it's, it's some people it's tricky. You know, who is the remnant? You know, what's it talking about? Who the, some people get it uh, just by reading it, um, which is kind of, you know, where I fall. I go, well, I know we're talking about That's what it says. Yeah. But there's other people that don't get it. And it's a struggle. And some of it's a struggle because of, uh, you know, maybe your background, uh, you know, the church you came from, um, you know, maybe you listen too much to uh, evangelical American Christianity that says, well, you know, all of Israel will be saved and which doesn't make sense if there's only a remnant. Uh, but we have to have this really close ally with Israel and we've got to protect them and things. We'll talk about some of that. We'll get into some of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll save, I'll save it because I'm, yeah, yeah. But uh, so we're going to do that for November. Uh, haven't planned anything out for December yet, but I will tell you, January of 2020. First thing is January of 2020 will be one year since we launched the podcast. Oh man. I know. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to start the year off with looking at the attributes of God. Yeah. Um, that is going to be a great episode. And for that, I know we're going to be, uh, at least I know I am, I'm going to be acquiring, Stephen Charnock's works on the existence and attributes of God. So if you want to get prepared for that, you can go ahead and do the same thing. If you can find you a nice copy of, of that. Um, I've been, so that's, that's kind of what we got planned. Nothing yeah. for December yet. That's really struck the mind. Maybe, maybe some talks on baptism. I know a guest in mind that really wants to come on the show. Uh, we were going to have him talk about Augustine for a Reformation month, but we just time didn't permit it. Um, yeah. So, but uh, we are going to have him on to talk about baptism because um, he's very knowledgeable that in that. But also baptism, uh, how the early church fathers mm-hmm. looked at it, their view uh, was it just you know submersion or was it a little sprinkle on the head? Was it only adults or was it babies? You know, who it's knows? The babies. The babies. But we'll get into that when we get there. You like that? We'll get into it when we get there. Hey, I like it. (laughs) But with that, that's going to do it for this particular episode. We hope that you have a fantastic Reformation Day. Go in the grace of God. Stick to his word. And if you write anything, make sure you nail it to a church door. (laughs) 